Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, everybody, to Season 3, Episode 3 of The Psychologists Are In. I am Maggie Lawson. And I'm her podcast partner in crime, Timothy Ombudson. And today, we are talking about daredevils. This was such an historic episode with one of our favorite psych firsts. You guys, it's a big one. We cannot wait for you to listen. Enjoy! Hi, Tim! Hey, Maggie! How you doing today, Tim? I'm doing pretty good. I'm excited. I just watched the episode. Yeah, I watched it this morning so it's as well. super fresh in my mind. Good, good. I know. This was a big stunty one. I really liked the second half. I thought some of the shots in the very beginning were really... That shot, the the first shot when... Uh, which obviously we'll talk about all this, but when he goes through the ring of fire the first yeah. time and you catch it in the yeah, helmet. I was gonna say, yeah, in, in his visor. I, I noticed oh, that too. Or his visor, yeah. It was so cool. How are you feeling, Tim? You sound great. Uh, no, I feel I'm actually, I am, for all our dear listeners who are very concerned, I'm sure, I am now COVID negative. Everyone in my house Ooh. is now COVID negative, except oh, for Allison. Oh, good. Well, she's Allison's still, still not? Allison's still not. Although, as of yesterday, that is. It's such a beast. My grandfather has it, and he is on, I think, day 11 or 12, and and also uh, still positive. It's It's wild, this thing. Wild. We're, we're going by your benchmark of the 15 days. and Well, I, I, t- I started testing negative at 11. Um, oh, at 11? I, okay. oh, no. Yeah, my first, I think my first negative day actually was was 12. I think I tested positive for 11 days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's right around the corner of that then. Yeah. So she'll, she's, she's coming. It's coming. Um, but I'm so glad you sound great and you look great and you're, you're back. You're back. I feel like I'm back. I'm still not, I'm really wanting a martini soon, but um, not quite there yet. You haven't had a martini yet? I thought that's what would have made you well. Uh, no, that's the thing. I haven't had a drink since I came down with COVID. So it's been a while no. now. I, I get gotta, it. I, I'm, I was the same way. I, I got to be honest. I, did, I don't think I had a, a glass of wine for, I mean, even two weeks after. It just did not sound good at all. And you know that's a big deal. <laughs> okay, have you been big. watching, and I mean to text you this, The Offer? No, not yet. I haven't. I've been catching up on so Yellowstone. Oh, really? Okay. Oh, I gotta the, watch offer, the, offer. the offer is incredible. I, we got like four or five episodes in Yellowstone and Allison kind of lost the plot, so we stopped. Oh, okay. No, you definitely got to do The Offer. Um, the guy who plays Bob Evans is incredible in it. Oh, I want to see. Yeah, okay, every, great. No, the whole cast is, is spot on. I've heard people talking about it. I just haven't seen it yet. And I had some shows that I really, really wanted to check out. I watched The Bear. Have you seen The Bear yet? We are four episodes in. I still don't, Jeannie cast it next door, and I, which I honestly we don't get it. You it don't just, get it. It just feels. I mean, the actors are good. It just feels like people yelling in in clothes. In, oh in small, yeah, in, <laughs> lots of yelling in a, in, a, in a small space of a kitchen. 
It's very anxiety inducing, um, but it's also, it's funny. I had a whole journey with it. In the very beginning, I was like, this is a total chaotic kitchen, which felt real. It almost felt like, uh, it it felt like a real kitchen and a real restaurant. So I loved that. Um, And I thought the, like, the vibe, the relationships, I thought that all that was really they were all really great. And yeah, so it started off and then I kind of had like a couple of episodes where I did ha- I did think, am I going to finish? Am I going to finish? And I did. And I was so happy I did because I felt like the so last few episodes. you finished the series? Yeah, I finished the series. Okay, because a friend of mine like, said that number seven was a masterpiece. It, it I'm telling you, <laughs> it goes from chaos to like setting stuff up. So there's like a moment where you kind of like come out of the chaos for a little bit. And for me, that was like a little, I was, a, I was, I was a little jolted by it. And then, but I was so happy I stayed in because I, it finishes so strong. So I watched and now I'm, I'm catching up. I've never seen Yellowstone. So I am watching it because everyone's like, you know, uh, how have you not seen Yellowstone with your love of horses and, and ranches? Yeah, and you, now the hor- I- the, you the horse girl should definitely um. I know. Dig it. No, and I'm horseback riding. You know that, right? Yeah, you know horseback riding lessons. Yeah, yeah you told so- me you're doing those lessons. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're going to finish um, the offer tonight. Actually. Okay, great. I'm going to start it. This is so fun. I love that we're just talking about other TV shows right now. Um, uh- and also, I binged and am almost caught up on Evil. Have you seen Kurt you and know, Evil? I, I'm so. I'm. I'm not a good friend. No, I haven't. I've never seen it. Oh, it's it's fine. You can now binge it if you want. It's on a uh, Paramount Plus, and uh, which oh, oh so sorry, wow. so is uh, the offer. So I just got it for that. Perfect. Well, now you have it. So before you, uh, if you for any reason cancel it, <laughs> watch Evil. Watch Evil before. I would actually say you can get kind of caught up, even if you just tune in to the last season that aired. It's just, it's a very interesting show. Kurt is great on it, and um, anyway, so that's a shout out to our our Woody. Woody Strode. Um, and what does he play in it? Like, I don't understand. I don't he plays a therapist to, uh, well, actually to a couple of people now, but originally it starts off that he's a therapist to this to the lead girl. Um, it's kind of a show without saying too much. It's about church, God, demons, exorcisms, uh, de- like w- w- demons among us. I-, I don't know how to describe it. It's so w- weird um, and good. So where can I hop in on it? I'd say watch this last season. Start this last season. Do like a recap or something. And um, and then like if you can kind of do a recap of the seasons before, I think you'll kind of dive into where they are. It's not necessarily – you do want to follow it, but I think you could just jump in this season and, and know what's up. Yeah, but totally worth a, totally worth a watch for our, for our Woodrow. Um, should we talk about Psych? Sure. <laughs> I'm so excited now, right? that I watched The Offer. I've wanted a new show. So Hi, Maggie. Hi, Tim. I like your hat. Thanks. It's uh, it's this podcast I'm involved with. Oh, really? It is. They make great hats. They really do. The psychologists are in. Oh, I see what they did there. They highlighted the psych. <laughs> Funny that? They're smart. They're smart. They know like, how to Devin, be. Devin, I'm going to order another one because this is Allison. I keep stealing it. I love it. Okay, so yeah, this episode uh, directed by John Badham, I felt like it was really, really interesting. I felt like there were so many things going on. It was very stunty, and then it was very emotional, and uh, and then very plotty, and there was just a, like stunty, plotty, emotional. But I have a very important question for you before we really begin, Maggie. Yeah, are you ready to podcast the shit out of this episode? Oh my gosh, Tim! I thought you'd never ask. 
Yes, Tim, I'm ready to podcast the shit out of it, but I'm just, I, I want to make sure, are you ready to podcast the shit out of this episode? I am feeling much better now, COVID freak. So yes, I am yeah. still ready to podcast the shit out of this. This will be the first COVID, fully COVID-free episode I've get to podcast the shit out of in several weeks. Yeah, exactly. This is a, this is a big deal. I bet you feel up for a martini after this. This I is going to be the thing. I think it might be. It's going to be the thing. I think tonight might be the night. Tonight, tonight may be the night. What was I? Oh, oh my gosh. And I almost forgot because I I know I'm going to see you soon, but also you guys, psychos, it's Tim's birthday on Friday. Yay. Yay. This will come out on Thursday. So um, it'll be the day before and now everyone will be primed and ready for, for Tim's birthday on Friday. Tim, what are you going to do? <laughs> I'm going to hang out with some of my best friends. Oh, really? Specifically, a uh, young lady named Margaret Cassidy Lawson. Who, who me? Who you? And uh, <laughs> the couple boys named James and Dulé are going to come over as well. Oh, really? I think, and I think Kirsten might. I think that's the, I mean, I'm not sure what the total plan is yet, but I think yeah. it was, um, that was kind of the plan was to um, have the gang over and just have, I think, a cocktail in the backyard. I'm not really I sure. I love just it. Mellow. And then the next night, I do believe, if this all works out. <gasps> oh, yeah. I think we'd go to see my my dear friend and favorite musician, Frank Turner, who's in town. That will I, be so special. When was the last time you saw Frank? It was several months ago. It was still during COVID, but he did a, a tiny show in LA. He and Matt, our friend Matt, Matt Nazir, did like a, a solo acoustic. And uh, it was still, we weren't down for going to a, a small crowded venue. So we just said him hello, some fist bumps in the, behind the venue. And then um, I went to soundcheck and got a little private concert from The Voice. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? But actually, the crazy thing is I have been texting with he and the, the band about since they announced their tour and I realized they were going to be here the day after my birthday. I was like, oh, it's so kismic. It is so kismic. And I, I think it's just so special. You've had such a tough few weeks and I feel like you just deserve the best birthday ever. And uh, so that would be seeing us. And uh, and then Frank on Saturday. I like that's a fun birthday. I was in London. I think it was. 2015 for my birthday coincided. So Frank and some of the some of the guys came <laughs> to my birthday dinner there. So it'd be, it'd be a nice little um another birthday with with Frank and the boys. I love it. I love it, and I'm so happy I get to see you too. Um, it'll be so and good. It'll be I'm so good. I'm going to give you your birthday present because I think that's because I think I'm going to be out of town for your birthday. Okay, you don't have to S- town. Uh, no, stop it. Because <laughs> Maggie's birthday is coming up next month, everybody. Yeah, just in a few weeks. Since I think Friday's probably the last, I'm not going to see you before your birthday until then. So I might give you your present. Um, You're going to give me my birthday present on your birthday? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. It's not a big deal. And um, I still still don't have your big present from last year yet. But I'm working. You mean two years ago? (laughs) It's two years ago, right? 40? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) I don't want to admit that. That's why I said it like that. You don't have to get me anything else. You got me. You guys, Tim got me. I would argue this is one of the sweetest, most meaningful gifts I've ever received in my life um, recently. And that was a wind chime that in, in memory of Peanut um, that I have on my balcony. And uh, it, it, I'm still, I can't even talk about it, but. Oh, I didn't know it was um, up yet. You got to send yeah, me a picture. I'll send you a picture. Yeah. I got a little. Uh, and it's, it's over your, it's near your Tristan, your gold Tristan dog, right? Uh-huh. My gold Tristan dog that you also gave me. This is the best podcast ever, by the way. I love that we're just <laughs> catching up. <laughs> My gold Tristan dog that I believe you gave me Christmas of 20, 
Let's see what house was. Yes. Yeah, so 2011, 2010, 2011. So yes. that thing is 11 years old now. You guys, this 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 gold statue has moved so many times. It has been through so much. He's actually or she's actually missing a leg now. Um, actually, no, the leg is right next to her and I super glued it. And then when I was working out on my balcony the other day, the leg broke off again. So I have to, I still have to, I have to put the back leg back on. Um, but it's this gold statue that is so weird. It feels so real. And it's a bulldog like Tristan. And it kind of is looking around a corner. So I put it behind like a plant pot or something so that it looks like it's like looking out from it. I actually had it out in the open and last, the last house and every single dog either is comforted by this peanut would lay by the statue as if it was her friend all the time. Tristan would bark at the statue and then she realized it was also her friend, but she was like, wait, that's my twin. And I think Frank even thought it was a real dog too. So it has a real presence, this statue. It's like the greatest gifts, Tim. You give the greatest gifts. So in a random store that I've never been in before and just saw it, I was like, that is going home with me and going then going to be going home to Maggie. It and it 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 is in every home, as is our picture. Oh, we could post a picture of this too. Our photo of our stage um, that I took on my last day of shooting. Um, looking at it now. Yeah, me too. I'm looking at it right now. Um, that was one of my favorite. Just just that was our happy place for so many that was years. My, and the most incredible rap gift you gave me. Aw, yeah. Anyway, should we talk about daredevils? Sure. Before we do. Um, I just want to say, hey, everybody. Hi. Uh, it's Monday for Monday. us. Yeah. And I wish you were all were as lucky as I am that I get to talk to my dear friend. I get to start my week talking to my dear friend Maggie and actually seeing her virtually, not in person. I, but then I feel the same way. And I'm going to, I'm so excited that I get to see you in person this week, too. Me three. And celebrate you on your very special day. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's go Here, in. Devils. All right. I'm going to dive into the episode. Okay, Tim? From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. So that's like basically everybody. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. You guys, Upside is so easy to use, and I started using it everywhere. Mostly, I would say, at restaurants. <laughs> um, the app is super simple. And at first, I thought maybe uh, this was way too good to be true. It is not. It actually works. And there's like, I'm going to actually use this money to probably go shopping or, <laughs> you know, buy a plane ticket or something. It is it is so easy. And, and it sounds like BS, and it is not. It is just not. To get started, download the free Upside app in the App Store or Google Play. Use my promo code PINEAPPLE and get $5 or more cash back on your very first purchase of $10 or more. Next, claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably the, why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. 
because it's real. It is so real. I thought this could not be true. It is. It is. Download the free Upside app and use promo code PINEAPPLE to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using promo code PINEAPPLE. Did you catch the first that I caught, the psych first? It's kind of toward the end, so we're, we, it'll take a minute to get I there. I think but I did. We, we'll see if our, if our uh, notes if, align. If I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure. Up. Okay. I'm pretty sure. It's a pretty epic one. I'm pretty sure. Um, pretty big one. Does that, it involve um, Dulé Hill? It does involve Dulé Hill. Yes, okay. It was probably the same one. All right. So, um, all right, Daredevils, everybody. Here we go. Pineapple sighting. There are two pineapples made out of tissues hanging from an inflatable palm tree at the carnival. I did not catch that. Did you? I did catch that one right in front of the basketball game. Oh, my gosh. I totally missed it. Which, I think I'm so used to seeing pineapples that that I even get a little, like, it doesn't even hit me the same way anymore. Although, weird logic thing. So, this, uh, yeah, this paper pineapples hanging from a palm tree. Last I checked, pineapples do not grow on palm trees. But it, it, it's an inflatable palm tree from a carnival. So, we're not going to hold their logic super tight on this one. But, no, that's okay. That's okay. But good call. Good good catch, Tim. Daredevils. Uh, no murder in the title. <laughs> no. In fact, there's no... You do it. Murder in the episode. But there is a suspected... Murder. Hang on. No, there's a suspected attempted murder. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. So I got to say, this this episode was directed by blockbuster movie director John Badham. Who we were incredibly lucky to get. Um, and you can feel that action. You can feel that blockbuster-ness in this episode. Like, you feel it. Should we recap a couple for the kids who don't know Badham, what Badham's done? Go for it. So Saturday Night Fever. The greatest. War, war Games. Dear to our 80s hearts. Yes. Um... The Frank Langella Dracula, where he also worked with oh, some little actor right. named um, Lawrence Olivier. Yeah, just him. Just, just at Larry. Uh, Blue Steel. No, not Blue Steel. I, um, I was looking at your eyes. Not I thought Blue, Blue Steel. Blue, oh, you're looking at my Blue, eyes. My Blue eyes Thunder. made you say Blue Steel. Blue Thunder, who also Blue, is, right. which starred Roy Scheider, who I did Seacoss with. So uh, the six degrees. Oh, and then my awesome. six degrees with John is um, John directed my very first episode of Supernatural. Are you serious? I kid you not. Wait, when was that? When was that in relation to Psych? That was later? That was, oh man. Or before. Now you got me. No, no, Supernatural was already happening, wasn't it? Supernatural was already happening. It was yeah. somewhere in between like on a hiatus. So. All right. So, young Sean. Anyway, that is John Badham. We were very lucky to get him. Uh, and and like I said, you can feel the bigness in this episode. It's, uh, he's about to conquer what no child has done before. SBPD helmet on, decked out in his finest towel cape. Sean attempts to ride his bike over a homemade ramp. Just in time, Henry runs over and grabs him before his inevitable fall. Cut back to present time. Sean Sorry, and- which, of course, I think every, can be sexy, not every guy and probably gal my age attempted this in their, in their, on their sidewalk. For sure. Like, this I, was I'd- such a cape, cape and all. I mean, granted, was, this episode is 87, so this was, I was doing it a decade before this, because 87 I was still in high school, so I wasn't really jumping neighborhood kids on my bike. Oh, Tim. Oh, man. Yeah. I think of you. I would think of you doing that and be like, no, bubble wrap, bubble wrap. Put him in bubble wrap. <laughs> so <laughs> dangerous. I think I was stupid enough to be the, the guy getting jumped. 
<laughs> as opposed to the jumper. Sometimes yeah. it's the jumper, sometimes it's the jumpy. All yeah. stupid. <laughs> but um, in the, stupid. as the kids are um, all shouting Sean's name, when you rewatch, rewatch for the psych rewatch, psychologists are in. That's our Take a look at the um, the group of kids. There's a the wardrobe. There's a lot of horizontal stripes going on. Oh, really? Oh, I'd love it. Tim, it's like every you're boy's so good. in horizontal stripes. It catching all that. And there's two girls who still wore your wardrobe. I saw it. I saw it. I saw pink. So there's one little girl's in Pepto Pink. She's standing next to a girl in in the yeah. Maggie Lawson Sky Blue. In the Sky Blue. blue, blue oh yeah, blue, and I blue have steel, sky I have. Blue. I'm excited to hear what you call the shirt I'm wearing in this. Okay. Cut back to present time. Sean and Gus arrive at Bukani Stadium to watch the one and only Dutch the Clutch, played by Jeff Fahey. Fahey. So, so great in this and perfect for this role. I have a six degrees of Jeff. Oh, yes, Phil. So in the mid-90s, I was working the door to a nightclub in L.A. and Jeff used to frequent, it's, frequent the place. So it was so exciting because Fahey was, still, was a big movie star. And, um, oh, yeah, of course. So it was always exciting to see Jeff walk in the place and then to have him show up on Slack, even though I didn't have a scene with him. I'd have a lot of scenes at this episode. This was an episode we call Tim Flies Home to be a father and husband to his um, children and wife. <laughs> yes, that's, that's true. I thought I, I did text you this morning as I was watching it and I was like, huh, you're, I, are you in this? <laughs> I yeah, I think you that. and I, you and I don't have, we have two scenes, not enough though. At the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, this, okay, this, just, this, would, this is an episode I would call Maggie uh, and Tim fly, fly to uh, LA. No, yeah, and also NET. Not enough. Not enough to me. That's it. Not enough to me. Um, okay. But, I, yeah, but Tim flies home, and Maggie probably flew, flew home too. Oh, definitely. I definitely flew home here. Um, all I wrote down was James and the churro, which was very funny. Um, oh, uh, right. and, and the shot of, uh, of him going through the ring of fire is just crazy. But okay, so just as Dutch is about to jump through the ring of fire, Sean notices gas spilling from his motorbike. The bike catches fire, exploding and sending Dutch flying through the air. After a dramatic pause, the true American hero lives. This was the shot we were talking about with the ring of fire and him. You see it in his visor. It is so freaking cool. And then James eating a churro is also just very, very funny. Okay, Maggie, I'm so, texting your picture right now. You're, you're working, so you don't have to look at it right now. But um, Wait, what are you texting me? What are you texting me? Did you get it? <laughs> <laughs> because on a recent text thread, but it's every, I took it to send it to uh, to Dulé because... Um, <laughs> Because Dulé needs his our, our, version. A recent thread of Dulé eating the hot the hot dog meme. <laughs> you guys, when we do group when we do a group chat, a group text, um, there is just a it cannot be beat um, meme of Dulé eating two hot dogs at the same time, and now we might have something that beats it. I'll, put, I'll, I'll add this to the thread. You uh, have after, to add I'll, it to the thread. Okay. Add, once I'm done with once I'm done working. Yeah, we got to do our work first. We're working. Seems very professional. Working here. All right. Um, Sean and Gus talk to Dutch's son, played by Brian Gross. He was great, too. And he mentions his dad's last few stunts also had some hiccups. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned this, Devin, because I wrote it down. Which then leads Gus to fangirl over Yippee, the hiccuping dog. <laughs> the hiccuping terrier. <laughs> and it's like, he's still hiccuping? <laughs> That's a world record, Sean. Was it, say, nine months? <laughs> it's so good. Okay, this is one of my favorite, favorite. I literally wrote that down. Um, Sorry, I, I, let me interject. One more shout out, which we have neglected the shout out for. What? Well, now three seasons. Um, this 
episode was edited by our great David Crabtree, who oh yeah, our um, hardcore pro mm-hmm. editor and friend, and eventually director on our show. Yeah, he's been a huge part of our site family, and he's amazing. And we need to have him on. I'm just realizing this right now. We need to have Crabtree on. We got to get the Crabtree on. All right, not not back cr- at the not station. to be confused with Crab Trap. Crab Trap. Oh, not to be confused with Crab Trap. Crab Trap. No. Crab Trap. Crabtree. Back at the station, Lasseter and Jules talk about his recent date. This was very cute. Sorry. Um, Psych season three first. The return of O'Hara's orange sherbet top. Orange sherbet. That's what it was. I knew you had a name for it. It's my orange sherbet top. I love it. Makes your eyes turn green when you wear. Uh, thank you. I, I have, I have that. I have colors that make my eyes look more green than blue. You know, when, you, when you came out of Vic's office, I was like, wait, her eyes are green. What the hell? What happened to yeah. the steel blue, the blue steel? You know, I think you have the blue steel, Tim. I think I have the, uh, I think my eyes change colors. Is that called hazel? No, I think it was more of a green brown. No, those were, I mean, your eyes in real life are ocean blue. Ocean blue. But, um, no, they were definitely greenish in that. In the scene where you walked out of the office. Yeah. I kind of noticed that too. All right. So we talk about your date. And then apparently his date ditched him. And Jules immediately knew he told the dead clown story. I, oh, I have another, just a little <laughs> nod on this one. Uh-huh. This scene, I love this scene so much because it really, um, it's the first time we really see Lassner and Harris' friendship being built on something outside of cop business. Yeah. I, I I think we've had a couple moments where I think there was one where I threw a party for you. There was one where you were having, what did I, I talked to your mom. Did I overhear something? But this was a real one that was just like the whole storyline. Oh, is, you, you were protect, you were very protective of me and my, my mean father-in-law. Yes. Yes. But, but the, the, even this goes a step further. You're right. This is literally your personal life. And even the chief is like, on it. Anyway, um, so I love that I know that you told the dead clown story. You got to stop telling that story. <laughs> but it's such a funny story. It doesn't, it doesn't work, Tim. <laughs> um, okay. On the TV, on the TV, the well, TV. The, uh, I love it. We established Devin. that Lasseter does not have a lot of game with the ladies, which is also strange because he, we, we haven't come up to Tuesday the 17th yet, which of course Mm-mm. is when yeah. Lasseter fully um, gets divorced. And there is a reference well, we'll get to this scene later. Sorry, go, continue, my friend. Oh, yeah. But I, I love, too, you do this thing where you you play Lassie's so vulnerable around talking about women. It is so sweet. There is, like, a shyness. It is so endearing. We see another side of you. I think it's where, well, obviously, we love Lassiter anyway. But, like, we got to, like, really fall in love with him when we see these moments of, like, his his vulnerable kind of gentle gentle side that you play so perfectly. All right. On the TV, as Devin wrote, Dutch watches as El Diablo, his nemesis, advertises his next ride. Chief Vic Vic meets with Jules, asking why her head chief had a bunch of complaints submitted about him recently. Chief Vic mentions Jules has to help Lassie stay on course, and Jules took that as helping Lassie find a girlfriend. And not not just a date. You jump to the girlfriend level. Yeah, just girlfriend. We need a we need a commitment. Um, back at the psych office, Sean reveals to Gus that they're going undercover as stunt testers for the Dutch uh, for Dutch the Clutch. Gus and Sean arrive at a motorcycle show only to find El Diablo. Sean chases him via motorcycle. Yeah. At the motorcycle show, there's a reference to um, John Badham's 
Blue Thunder. Um, good call. Where's... Good catch. I, did, I didn't write it down, but I caught that one too. Sean, uh, so, and now Sean's on his motorcycle again, which is very funny. And then we find out that uh, Dutch's son is actually El Diablo. But we missed a, there was a, um, another Red Robin throwback shout out. Oh, I wrote it down. I was just about to say that. I also wrote down, I don't know what this means. I wrote down <laughs> home stomach pump. <laughs> Which is oh. just a very funny line. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah, it's the the um his agent at the when they first meet oh, yes. Dutch the Clutch is talking about how he's gonna get him some great gigs, another TV gig, and it's not gonna be the infomercial for the home stomach pump. Yes. And then the I I put love the montage of the Daredevils, and then I have bees and historical novels, and I have no idea what it means. And then I have Red Robin. So there's that. <laughs> oh, it's because James describes himself as a psychic who loves bees and historical novels. Historical novels. Okay, good. I couldn't remember what that was from. Okay, so Sean and Gus arrive at the police station and ask Jules to do a background check on Dutch's agent. Sean then says his classic, wait for it, as Gus jumps over two chairs. This was very cute. Proving that stunts are, in fact, very cool. Cut to about six chairs in a row later. Buzz. We haven't seen Buzz in a minute. Buzz McNabb attempts to jump over them, of course falls, but then claims, I'm okay, I'm okay. Before Dutch jumps off a building, Sean notices that the wing on his cape is ripped, so he runs right. over and he jumps on him to protect him from dying. Yes. Did you notice the massive and not very great green screen during this scene? Like, Yes. So it's it's a pretty obvious green screen as they're putting up it's very background obvious. shots of, look, we're not, we're not in Vancouver, Canada. Oh, it's it's we're in Central California. Here's here's some dry mountains. Mm-hmm. Or on top of a, a on a top of a building. I'm, I think we were in a stage, probably that was lit, and um, that was a that was just a green screen. But um, it was still cool because we didn't do a lot of that. You know, it was like oh, it's green screen day. Now a word from our sponsor, Better Help. I don't know about you guys, but one of the ways I try to take care of my mind every day because it it needs a break <laughs> uh, is to turn off my phone for a little while, which is so funny because I could just ignore it. I could just put it somewhere else, but there's something about it being off for a little while that feels like such a nice break. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? That is how our brains work. So why don't we treat them that way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. There are plenty of ways to support a healthy brain, like learning a new language or taking power naps. There's also BetterHelp Online Therapy. Uh, BetterHelp is so easy, you guys. I know I talk about it a lot, but really from like downloading the app to the first appointment to it is so easy. And so important that it is that easy because people need, if people need access to something fast, like this is such a, a, a beautiful way to get there. But at the same time, even if you want something ongoing, it's great for that too. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat only therapy sessions. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It is much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash pineapple. That's betterhelp.com slash pineapple. Hang on. On a late night stakeout, Jules and Lassie chat. And Lassie mentions this that it's okay for her to have so, a crush on him. This scene is so dynamite. 
<laughs> so that's what I was texting you. And I was like, oh, oh wait a second. Because I was like, wait, we're, we only had the one scene or something. And then we're coming through. We, yeah, we got to this. And I I was like, okay, I'm not going to say too much other and than you're, um, this is great. What last he says, it's okay for you to have feelings for him. You're, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no, oh, no. No, 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 no. No. So done. So spot on. <laughs> Repulsed, it says. Jules, <laughs> Jules reveals that the chief wanted her to find him a girlfriend. Then she mentions she had a friend who has a thing for cops. Sean and Gus sneak around Dutch's warehouse, and Gus mentions the first. This is, this is the is this the psych first? This is a psych first. I think I don't Which, think we have heard this yet, I and I love we, that we both know it. So um, does so does Devin because she wrote it down. Okay, um, play it on him. Okay, ready? Hang on, I'm ready. But are you are you listeners ready for this? This They've just watched it. They know what we're talking about, I think. Hold on to your socks, everybody, because this might blow them off. Gus mentions that he is as graceful as a... Jackal. And that's when the jackal run begins. The first of the jackal. I mean, for season three to be getting a psych, a show first, first. Is, pretty, is pretty hard. And it really lasts. And that uh, was one of my favorite things about the first movie, too, or is all the, the jackal uh, stuff. It really... The jackal really sticks. I love it. Sean and Gus look through a window and find out that Dutch has pancreatic cancer based on the prescriptions he's secretly taking. Sean and Gus dig around Dutch's home and they find his life insurance policy. If Dutch dies during his stunts, during his stunts, his money goes to his wife and son. But if he dies of natural causes, they get zip. So Sean apologizes for Dutch uh, to, to Dutch for his behavior oh, and realizes who the murderer is. It's Dutch himself. So after the um, the green screen scene on top of whatever pretend building we were on, mm-hmm. movie magic, because we were really on a soundstage in Vancouver, Canada, mm-hmm. the boys are back in the psych office, and uh, James says how he read Manny the Agent's lips. And, and oh my God, we wrote the exact same thing. I literally just went back and saw the line, and I know what you're going to say. Say it. Purple Camel, Lawnmower Lawn Man. Lawnmower Man. Lawnmower <laughs> Man was uh, one of Jeff Fahey's most famous movies yeah. at this point in his career. Yeah. Although my favorite Jeff Hay movie is probably Silverado. Yeah. We, my, were, uh, we were lucky to get him. Really lucky to get him. And a yeah. um, little insider insight. I think Silverado is probably my, uh, other than um, Tombstone and Unforgiven, my favorite Western. Oh, yeah. Totally. So, so I was bummed I didn't get any scenes with Jeff because I would like to. Um, I know chat with him about this and i was always too nervous to talk to him when he was at the at the club i was in i i it's so funny i i don't even remember i don't know if i ever crossed paths with him on set even i don't think i ever met him because you were in vancouver i'm sorry you're back I, was in LA. In, I was in la um i also have to say um in the scene i just mentioned they dig around hang on hang on okay so sean apologizes to dutch for his behavior earlier and I realize who the murderer is. It's Dutch himself. Okay, I wrote when they go sneaking, when they go backstage there and find and and they sneak the candy machine in the middle of sneaking around. You know what I'm talking about? They're like whispering, and then he takes candy from the candy machine and they eat I, it. No, I, I totally missed that. Oh my god, it was very very good. It was very stealth. It was very good, but also candy machines are very loud. So I had that thought of like. They would have heard him. Oh, maybe no. It's not. It's when they when they suspect the um, uh, the guy who is handling um, the guy who has the tattoo. That's it. When they go and they spy on him to see what he's doing, and they um, he's wheeling the motorcycle out, and then they have a very funny moment at a candy machine. Anyway, anyway, that's already that. happened. All right, Sean apologizes. About, okay, so uh, 
Sean promises he won't try and stop him. Claiming he has his word, they shake hands and Dutch rides off. This scene was so good. Beautifully played by both of them. I mean, beautifully as, played. As you were saying, we were chatting before we started recording. Yeah. Which we do for all the all the uh, private insider chatting. Maggie was saying how, well, you can tell the story now, how um, everyone was talking about James in this scene. Oh, I remember it so well. Like, I, you know, it was just the two of them in the scene. So um, a lot of us weren't obviously at set that day, and at least in the scene. And I remember after it, like, everyone everyone was saying people were coming up to me everybody was talking about it like james just blew us away with this scene uh and jeff too but james james is really sort of like leading the scene and it's a lot of information and it's emotional and it's so delicate and so could be played so many ways that don't land that the way that it did and it was so perfect he did such a good job it really sets up the surprising emotion that comes up in so much of season three Oh yeah, totally. Like we, this is, this is an emotional and Bueller too, which we did last week is like, there's just some, you know, when he gives that speech about Dulé, his best friend and, you know, James, James and Dulé are like that in real life. Um, they're so close. And then at the time I remember James was telling me, uh, well, I think we had all met Todd at this point who was his best friend. And, um, I remember thinking that when he was giving the speech that, um, Speaking of Bueller really last week, can we give a shout out to how wonderful it was to have DOP Michael McMurray on our show? We love him. He is so he sweet. He was so great. Oh, the nicest. I love those stories too. So Mike, I know you listen, you listen to the show. So yeah. thanks again for coming on. It was great seeing you and hearing you. And we love you. Chatting with you. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Um, okay. So Dutch rides off and uh, Julia uh, Jules arrives back from grabbing coffee and snacks for the stakeout only to find Lassie talking to Jules, her friend Blair. Except that it's not Jules's friend, Blair. It's a sex worker. Womp womp. (laughs) That's what Devin wrote. Womp womp. I love Lassie's last line. So I guess we're not on for Saturday night. Yeah. (laughs) Which was very, uh, uh, it was very cute. Okay. Uh, Fan questions. Ooh. What's the most daredevil thing you've done? I don't know. I, I would say I swam with sharks pretty daredevilly. I did not know this. Yeah. Um, in like 2014. Yep. I uh I have some photos of it. I'll I'll find some, but not like giant great whites. I wasn't, but definitely in a shark-infested kind of area, not the type that well, I actually don't know if they were hungry enough would they go after a human, but apparently it was safe enough to swim with them. So I loved it. I thought they were so beautiful. You cray cray. <laughs> oh my God. Put me in the water with the fishies. Oh, I'm so happy. I loved it. Well, um, fishies are fine, but not fishies with razor sharp, yeah. <laughs> jagged teeth. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I've done many stupid things in my life. <laughs> Well, stupid and daredevil. I don't know. Um, okay, so daredevil. I um, one of my my job after high school, before my freshman and senior year of no, between my freshman, the summer before. I, let me speak my words. Yeah. Let me, let me try and form sentences. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I'm really not. <laughs> the summer before and after my freshman year of college, I worked as a hot tar roofer. So it's a lot of climbing up on really tall roofs. Ooh. Uh, on very skinny ladders, 
carrying very heavy, very heavy um, rolls of rolls of tar paper. Just and I think of this. She would be like, that was so dumb. I would never in a million years do that now. If I knew you then, I would be like, Tim, there is you no been so effing way I am letting you do this. Um, okay, favorite part of the episode. It would either be our scene in the car or James's speech at the end. I'm going to go with us. I'm going to go with us, too. Let's go with us. Let's go with us. Yay, um, okay, us. any childhood stories of doing dares or stunts like the flashback? I already told my story of being the jumper and the jumpy yeah. on, the si- on the sidewalk in front of my neighbor's house. You what? On the sidewalk in front of my, my neighbor's house, being the jumper and the jumpy on some ramp that my brother built <laughs> on my little, uh, my Schwinn um, Oh my God, I love Barracuda. it. I love it. I don't Kids really, are- I don't remember. I, I'm, I was a very, I didn't get wild until a lot later. But I, I remember I, when I was young, I, was, I always played it safe. I was the one that was like, guys, don't go there. You were the, it was, so it was the pre-lap to you. Tim, bubble wrap, careful, yeah. careful. Yeah. yeah, probably. Although I do remember there was a creek where we played Little League growing up. There was a creek. It's called Beargrass Creek in Kentucky. And we... Uh, Wait, if it's Kentucky, it wouldn't have been a creek? It would. It would have been a creek. No, down by the creek. Down by the Beargrass Creek. Um, we would, we were told like not to go down there and it was very dangerous and haunted. And I'm sure this is what a lot of parents said just to keep us from going, which is what would make us go. And we, we would dare each other to go down and either try to either get a frog, capture a frog or something, but it was a really big deal to go, to go down to the creek. (laughs) Mama, I'm going down to the creek. I'm going down to the creek. Nobody's going to stop me. All right. Um, Okay. Uh, Lawson, you get in that house. You do not go to that creek, young lady. <laughs> I don't know if that's what your mom sounds like. I met no, her once, but um, but it's it's funny. It's good Kentucky mom worry worrying Kentucky mom. <laughs> um, all right, let's see here. Anyone in the cast crew an agent an adrenaline junkie? Huh? Uh, I don't really think so. I'm trying to think. I can't think of anybody in the, in the cast. I mean, you and I went ziplining. That was very fun. Oh, of course, we went zipline. I would say of of the cast, we are the two probably like the two adventurers. I feel like we were we were always the ones if we wanted to like do the grass grind or the ziplining day or um, you know hiking in the waterfall when we were up there doing Tuesday the seventeenth. Or um, I feel like both of us kind of share that a little bit. Yeah, but not necessarily daredevilly. But but um, not daredevilly. No, we're not extreme sport oriented. No, we're definitely adventurous. Yeah, adventurous. Yeah. Outdoorsy adventure. Yeah, outdoorsy adventure for sure. And I would put us probably well uh, well ahead of everyone else in that. Like, I don't know if there's any, even a close second. I think the two no, of us are. I don't think, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Definitely not right. Dulay. <laughs> Definitely not James. <laughs> All no. right. What stunt would you guys want to try? Skydiving, axe throwing? This is so funny. I recently went axe throwing. I actually did this. Of course you did. Of course I did. Um, no, I don't know if this is safe or not, but there is a there is a bar in LA here. I don't actually think it's considered a bar. They do serve alcohol, which feels crazy considering people are throwing axes. I forget the name of it. Um, I want to say it's it's in Koreatown. And uh yeah, and you throw axes. And um and I was pretty good. 
I was a pretty good axe thrower. I am. I that does not surprise me at all. <laughs> it was. It was fun. It was actually really fun. It was very weird. It was very weird. But um, so I have tried axe throwing, skydiving. I think I will do at some point. I got to give Rodé credit there. He's definitely gone skydiving. Has he like, really? A couple times, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's either. I feel like he was either nothing at all or like the most extreme. Like there was no in between. Growing up, there was a little residential airstrip right near where I grew up. And one of my best friends, Darren, and I were always like, man, we turned 18, we're going skydiving. Because he used to go and always watch skydivers. And turned 18, he's like, nope, absolutely <laughs> not. Although Mike did it. Mike, I know you're listening, Mike, fine. I would do that. I would totally go skydiving. I, I've, I've recently been like, I know it's crazy expensive, but I, I want to, uh, I thought about taking flying lessons. I have really? grown to really love, yeah. And so I, but I, wait, so I think I would. Wait, huh. hang on. The woman who was so afraid to fly and always had to check the turbulence. That I, that I'm I don't guessing. have, I have no idea how I lost that fear of flying. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It just, one day I wasn't. And I mean, if I hit turbulence now or something, if we hit turbulence or something, I'll, I'll, I'll still get a little nervous, but like, I, I, it's peaceful to me now. I don't know what happened to me. And I didn't like, I did nothing for it, really, other than just tell myself everything is okay. I just kept doing that. And I feel like skydiving might be the same. As crazy as that sounds, I feel like it might be the same. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not ready yet, but maybe I will. At the same place, the same airfield in Issaquah, Washington, Mark and Christy, you'll know what I'm talking about. They know who I'm talking to. Um, yeah. Where I used to watch people skydive, we used to watch gliders take go off the time. My dad <gasps> used to go watch cool. the gliders. My, my dad took pilot lessons when he was young. So, so cool. for his birthday one year, he flew down to Atlanta. I took him, I took him gliding. Oh, man. How which cool. I got up in this thing and could not wait to get back on the ground. <laughs> I, just, I, just like looked, I looked at these thin little bendy, bendy wing, yeah. wings. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. this, does, this does not feel good. I want to get down. And at one point, the, you know, you're sitting by on the pilot. And he's like, you want to take the stick? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> you are the opposite. You're like, yeah, you so can was, fly me. It's good. Isn't it funny? These stories are funny. Did you cry watching Sean's ending monologue? I did. Oh, I definitely got choked up. I didn't get choked up. I just got a little even more respect. As if I can have more respect for James Roday. Yeah. I get a little burst of respect for James being so dynamite. He's so good. He's so darn good. Um, yeah. So, you guys, that's Daredevils. We did Daredevils. We've done, uh, we got another one done. We got another one done. Even though I think you and I talked most of the time just about catching up because we haven't in a moment. <laughs> it's been a week, Tim, since I've seen your face. I don't like it. I don't either. And now I get to see it twice this week. Yay. And I get to start my week off with you. Yeah. And almost end the week with you. Yeah. On your birthday. What a week it's going to be. It's going to be the greatest week. You guys, it's Tim's birthday week. Let's all send him love all week. We'll see you next week. We love you guys so much. Um, Devin, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, Tim. Bye. Love you. What an amazing episode. Of course it was. Who are we kidding? It's psych. All the episodes are amazing. Thank you all again for listening to episode three of The Psychologists Are In. Follow us on our Instagram at Psychologists Are In and our Twitter at Psychologist Pod. We cannot wait for you guys to listen to next week's episode, The Greatest Adventure in the History of Basic Cable. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.